Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Clarine Mitchell. She's a coach and trainer who helps entrepreneurs and executives harness LinkedIn to generate organic and quality leads. Clarine, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Amy. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. Yeah. So how did you become a coach focusing specifically on LinkedIn? Oh, wow. Even like before I can even answer that question, it's answering how I even became an entrepreneur. And I reference it to being an accidental entrepreneur, so to speak, where I had an unexpected job loss in the fall of 2016. That kind of rocked my world. I couldn't get a job for almost a year after that. And so in the process of being a job seeker at that time, I started leaning into LinkedIn more because that's what everyone is told. When you need a job, use LinkedIn. <laughs> so I started using the platform more, although I had a profile that was created many, many, I'm not going to admit how long ago that it just sat there and was stale and I wasn't using it, but I needed it to get a job. So I started using it more strategically. And one of the things that I started doing or focusing on is writing articles, publishing articles. So this was like Fall of 2016, spring of 2017, where articles were hot on LinkedIn. Started publishing articles because my background is in journalism, print journalism. I just love that feature. Started publishing the articles as a way to stay active and to build my brand on the platform, but also just as a way to explore, okay, what else is there with this platform, with LinkedIn? But I got the attention of an editor of a New York City magazine unexpectedly for me consistently publishing articles and from that just random kind of dm about oh would you like to write an article for our magazine and i kind of like yeah right mm -mm, sure nope this is a hoax <laughs> didn't think it happened just like that but after i researched and found out it was totally legit i had the opportunity paid gig to write for a new york city magazine Articles, top billing on the magazine cover and all of that. And so as someone in the Midwest in Wisconsin, getting an opportunity like that unexpectedly kind of was a light bulb moment for me about LinkedIn. Like, hmm, there's more to this platform than I ever anticipated. But continuing with that, when I was in the job seeker mode and going to networking meetings, people in those networking meetings, my fellow job seekers, were seeing what I was doing on LinkedIn and wanting to know, okay, Clarine, how do you do this? How do you do that? How, like things that I was taking for granted that I was doing on the platform, just trying to get a job myself. So after our networking meetings, we would meet one-on-one -on -one at coffee shops. I would show them what to do, like very simple to me, but again, a light bulb moment to me, like, wait a minute. So this is very simple to me, or easy, I should say, effortless for me, no brainer for me, but there's a gap with others understanding how to effectively use the platform. And so I then, again, light bulb moment, there's an opportunity to help others. Instead of me continuing the path of not having a job, I created a job for myself by starting my business, TCM Communications. And 
initially started more PR and because that's a part of my background as well and broad social media, but zoned in on LinkedIn early because there's such a gap with people not understanding how to use the platform and using the platform to get results because that's what it's for. Yeah. So that's my story. So have you been able to harness your skills in journalism and public relations to help clients stand out? The whole thing. And I love how you asked that to stand out because it's all about being bold on LinkedIn, telling your story. So because my background is storytelling, right? So helping my clients tell their stories by first owning their brands. So owning who they are, their brilliance, what they bring to the table, their expertise, and being able to craft their story via their LinkedIn profile, and more importantly, via their content. So they're consistently showing up and getting results. Because unless you show up consistently, you're not going to get the results, as was my experience with that new, uh, I'm sorry, magazine article opportunity, because I showed up consistently with quality content, the opportunities came to me. So it's really showing my clients how to effectively use the different features of the platform and then use it consistently. What are some ways that you coach entrepreneurs in how to network on LinkedIn? Oh, my biggest thing, Amy, and I know you agree with this, is authentic networking. Not doing the salesy because the majority of my clients are entrepreneurs and executives, but not being the sleazy, <laughs> old traditional kind of co-calling sell, car <laughs> salesman stereotype that there is a persona abandoning those kind of thoughts or practices when it comes to LinkedIn and really being authentic with the establishing of relationships, professional networking, and doing that consistently where the opportunities present themselves to them versus pursuing those opportunities consistently. Yeah. Because the attraction works on LinkedIn, the more you use it and use it consistently and have those authentic relationships that cultivates the results for you on the platform. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Nothing is worse than getting a message from somebody that it's like a template and it has absolutely, there's, there's nothing in it that says that you even care. (laughs) <laughs> they even took the, it's so irritating, Amy, so, so irritating, because it often it shows right away that they didn't even take the time to look at your profiles, right? Mm-hmm. There's times when someone will send me a salesy message and as if I'm a job seeker, for one, no, I'm not a job seeker, I'm a business owner. If you would have took the time to look at my profile, you would clearly see that. Or very salesy when I've never engaged with them. They've never engaged with me, more importantly. And or it's the first time they're sending me a connection invite and then it's a sales message. And I automatically either disconnect and I teach my clients to do this as well. Disconnect, say no, thank you or ignore because that is not. So LinkedIn is a social selling platform. It's all about establishing authentic networking, professional relationships via the platform. The social aspect is what people miss out on LinkedIn, where you have to have that engagement, not just randomly popping in the DMs and being sleazy or being, you know, pushy and being salesy with the messages. And I've talked to other people that were failing on LinkedIn because they were doing that. They're in the same space that I am. And I went out and decided to build relationships and everyone's like, who has time to build relationships? And I'm like, okay, so I'm succeeding faster than you. 
and you're trying to sell and I'm just building relationships. What do you think is better? The quality yeah. results are better. How you get to those quality results. Yeah, definitely. Where do you get ideas for content to post um, on LinkedIn and how often should you post? Oh, I, so again, from my background as a journalist, um, a news person, an information person, I regular every day, and I tell my clients this, teach my clients this, there's things that happen in our everyday lives that can be the, the substance of a good post. And it's just becoming aware of that and making note of that, right? And so every day, all day long, there's something that happens that you can gain at least a, a lesson from, a tip from, or create a conversation about. So every day, all day long, it's the, the lived experience or the professional business experience is where I get my ideals from, my engagement, my inter interactions with clients or doing sales calls. I'll take little tidbits from those and create content or posts from. What I, I encourage people to do on LinkedIn is remembering or being mindful of the fact that the algorithm on LinkedIn is so much slower than the algorithms on other platforms. It moves slower. So it's not where you feed the platform all day long, every day. That's not going to work because you're going to actually work against the, the value or the, the results that you want. Because if you post like right now and then you post 15, 20, 30 minutes ago, the post that you made before, you're going to lessen the results, the success of that post. So spreading, spacing it out. I'm of the thought process of at least twice a day. If, especially if you're new to LinkedIn and you want to build momentum and build your community at least twice a day. I'm of the notion, so if I'm of the practice, I do at least twice a day, sometimes three, spacing my content out at least four to six hours generally is what I do. So there's time, but every, there's nothing I say that's black and white, so to speak. With LinkedIn, if I have a post that's doing real good, why would I do another post? If, if I made a post, whether it was five, four, five, six, what, however many hours ago, and it's still getting a lot of traction, why would I post another piece of content? I, I wait. And so sometimes I, even, I frustrate myself because I have these ideals that are always going and it's like, nope, hold back, Clarine, wait till that other post kind of drizzles out a little bit. Having some consistency is the biggest thing, at least. And so if not twice a day, at least once a day, quality content, um, not just for the sake of posting, just to be posting, but have a plan, a strategic plan with your post so that it meets your needs, your goals overall with what you want to accomplish on the platform. I like that. What are some top mistakes that people are making with their profiles? Oh my goodness. How much time do we have? <laughs> I know the answer to some of these because I've done some training on it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, overall, so I'm going to say overall, not having a profile that's fully optimized. And when I meet, what I mean when I say that is not having sections customized versus having the default options that LinkedIn gives you. So whether from the top to the bottom, starting with the banner space, so that rectangle space above, across the top, Having graphics that are generic there that have nothing to do with your brand, whether it's a skyline. Yes, yeah, skylines are beautiful. I love skylines too. But if it has, if you're not an architect or so, do something related to that, why is that your banner image? 
just I'm just I'm just wondering like so having <laughs> custom sections that relate to what you do so at every given part when someone's viewing your profile they're getting reinforced about what your area of expertise is so making sure the customization is there the biggest one for me and I zone in with my clients is our, is the about section that is one of the sections I think is just woefully underutilized with most profiles where somewhat going back to what you and I talked about before about the salesiness of people and their approach with the DMs, people do the same thing with the about section. And that is a golden opportunity. That section is a golden opportunity to really establish yourself as far as starting to tell your story, helping people to get to know, like, and trust you because that's how LinkedIn works. People are more likely to do business with you or to connect with you when they feel like they know, like, and trust you a bit. And so that about section is a prime opportunity to begin that by using it to tell the story of who you are, what your passion is, what drives you, as opposed to being salesy or having it from a perspective like on objective on a resume, right, where it's just very minimal, like a couple of paragraphs or sentences or it's a long kind of dissertation almost of all your skills and experience and expertise. I don't mean to be like rude, but no one cares. That's the, in the rest of the profile. Yeah. So in the about section, really leveraging that to tell your story. What are the best practices when people are connecting with people and sending messages? Best practice, always send a personal note. So never just hit the connect button and just go on. No, always personalize it with a note to give context to why you want that person to add you to their network and give some relevancy, right? Whether it's, hi, Amy, so glad, or welcome the opportunity to add you to my network. I enjoy seeing your brand and marketing-orientated content and would appreciate the opportunity to continue engaging with you more directly. Say something to give context as opposed to just sending the message or sending a connect option. And then always, 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 Make sure that you take the time to engage with them after you connect, right? Don't just connect to be adding and getting up your numbers. Start to build those relationships. So you connect with someone, they accept, and you start to engage with them as opposed to just adding them to the numbers and keeping it going. What are some of the limitations of the uh, platform that you're aware of? As far as how many connects you can send, how many messages, all of that, because there's so many people that they kind of, they do things the wrong way and then they get their account restricted. They get in LinkedIn jail, so to speak. Yeah. (laughs) I've never been in LinkedIn jail. So happy to say that. And and sometimes the numbers change. So I'd rather have the focus of and making sure people understand that there are limits because LinkedIn guards against people spamming, getting spammy with things. So have it where you're not just randomly going through and hitting connect, 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 connect. Because if you're doing that, LinkedIn is tracking that and there is, the red alarms are going to go off and you could be in LinkedIn jail, so to speak. So making sure that you're not sending repeated connection invites. I try to keep it under, for me and my clients, at least under 15, 20 a day, but not more than that. But again, the numbers with LinkedIn, I try to stay away from because they change things so frequently, especially here lately. It's just making sure you're not being 
and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times people, they use systems or the auto-generated kind of process of sending out connection invites. And when they do that, that's a red flag to LinkedIn and the, the accounts will get blocked. What are some of your client success stories? Oh my goodness. So one, and I brag about this particular client all the time where she was able to grow her business as a new business owner from LinkedIn and just hit the ground running after going through my coaching program. She really focused in on a part of what I do and it's all about getting results. So she really focused in on the LinkedIn social selling index and had that, always had that as a foundation with my clients. And she understood that and, and that became her roadmap, so to speak. And from that, then right off the bat, within less than 30 days, she started getting um, speaking opportunities, opportunity to be on the board, an opportunity where she had a multi-year contract, opportunity where she has continued other new clients because she's a consultant. So that's one of my shining stars. I had another one who right away got a $20,000 contract as a result of going through my coaching program. Prior to that, she had went through other trainings <laughs> that were other LinkedIn trainings, but they weren't, they weren't, as we've been talking, Amy, where they were, they weren't outward facing kind of training, so to speak, where it's about building, understanding the platform and really using it based upon it being a social selling platform. And yeah. so once she changed that, once that mind shift was occurred, then she was able to start getting those quality results. A more recent one now, um, a new business owner, she says all the clients she has have been from LinkedIn right off the bat from being a new business owner. Love that. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Hmm. Oh, wow. Let me see. So one piece of advice. So as a business owner, the biggest piece of advice I would have given myself right from the beginning is not every client is meant for me and not, and I'm not meant for every client. It took a while for me to learn that, but understanding just as individuals have the decision-making process or power to decide if I'm a match for them, I have that power too, to decide if they're a match for me. I say all the time that my success as a LinkedIn coaching trainer is based on the success of my clients, right? And so with that in mind, I have to make sure that I'm aligning myself with the clients who I know are not going to pull back from stepping up and leveraging the platform and leveraging it consistently based upon the practices that I teach them. So that would be one of the top ones that I would have told myself when I started my business. I love that. So if there are people that are listening that would love to check your business out and get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? <laughs> the best way is LinkedIn, Amy, of course. <laughs> I should have guessed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the best way is LinkedIn where they can reach me directly by sending me a connection invite and personal note that references them hearing me here on your podcast so that I have that point of reference. And then that's the best way to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on other social platforms as well, but LinkedIn is where I am actively every day. 
Perfect. I love that. I'll put all those links down below so people can access them and and reach you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise. It's an area that so many people uh, really need and are looking for um, guidance in. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. I appreciate the opportunity, Amy. Thank you so much. Yes. And if you're listening, you want information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful day.